0: Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeschi. Hi, welcome to the show, everyone. Today I have Deborah, and we're going to talk about her spiritual practice. And how it helps her connect to her family on the other side, what signs she has seen and how she has seen her, I want to say, spiritual practice um, with Buddhism and chanting and that higher energy that she brings in with her family on the other side and how it helps all of her life move forward. Hi Deborah. how are you doing
1: today? Good Maria, thank you for having me, I appreciate that. Oh Deborah, thanks so much for being here today. So, my spiritual journey, what a ride. I'll start with the beginning of um, what's happened to me in the last eight years. Eight years ago, I met this practice. I practiced Nietzschean Buddhism. And at the time, eight years ago, pretty much all my life I had been a spiritual seeker. I was born and raised Jewish and I love my Jewish heritage, but I couldn't quite find a connection with the, the Jewish God. So I was searching, and I tried Course of Miracles. It was fantastic. I did a lot of uh, 12-step work as well, too, and uh, I even uh, joined amazing church went to Israel and got baptized in the Jordan River, and all of those were wonderful, wonderful steps in my journey, and they taught me amazing lessons and teachings, but for me, something was always missing, but I never knew what that something was. And so, mystically, I met a, a wonderful woman named Kyle, and she'd been practicing Nietzsche Buddhism for 46 years, and so we're sitting down talking very randomly at this disco one night, and we're listening to bad uh, band play in the background. But to me, the room went silent, and we're having this very, very heart-to-heart for another lifetime kind of conversation. And so she invited me over the next day to try chanting. And so I said, you know, why not? I'm always seeking something. So I went to her house, and she told me about this practice and how through chanting you can change your karma. And the chant goes, Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. Well, to me, it sounded like something kind of strange and googly-gog, but I thought, <laughs> I'll try it, right? So I tried chanting, and she gave me a challenge. She said, Debra, pick something in your life. Pick one thing in your life you want to see a change in. And for the next 30 days, try chanting five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night and see if anything in your life changes. I thought, huh, I got a big list. At the time I met her, literally, every area of my life was an absolute mess. Financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, family. It was all just not in a great place. And so probably at the time I met her, my biggest challenge, my biggest obstacle was that I had been suffering for 12 years with a horrible, debilitating eating disorder, bulimia. And I literally had been to every program out there. I had been in hospitals, inpatient for months at a time, and I would do really good there, and I would come out. I'd always go back to that same thing that was killing me. And I kind of resigned myself to the fact that this is a lifelong thing I'm going to have. I will never have freedom. It was a prison, self-imposed prison I was killing myself in. So I thought, okay, that's the one thing I want to see a real change in. And so I started chanting about it five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, not really knowing if it would work, but I thought, I'm pretty desperate right now. And so, two weeks into this 30-day challenge of chanting, it was Mother's Day, eight years ago. I'll never forget, at the time, my boyfriend and I were living together, and he really hurt me emotionally that day, unbeknownst to him, and he left the house. And so, up until then, my way of dealing with hurt emotions was to numb out to literally purge my feelings and not feel them. So I went to go do what I always wanted to go do, and I went to the bathroom to try and purge. Now, if you've been purging for 12 years, it's like a really, really bad habit, and you just think it, and your body automatically responds to it. And so I went there, and for the first time ever, nothing happened. That's weird. Try it again, and nothing happened. And at that moment, I heard a very clear, loud voice, not from outside of me, but from inside of me, what I now know is my Buddha nature. It said, Deborah, you are now a Buddha, and your body houses this Buddha nature It's your temple. And you wouldn't go to a synagogue or a church and throw trash on the altar. This is now your altar, and you will no longer hurt yourself anymore. And that was eight years ago. And I have not purged one since then. That is amazing. Yes, yes it is. So I knew at that moment, I had found something that was truly revolutionary for me, something that could really change my karma. And that was that something I had been looking for. Everything else I had tried never really spoke about what I call the basement of our soul, and that's our karma. And it taught me that through chanting and taking action, I could actually change past karma, present karma, and future karma. And Marie, I'll tell you, you know, in the eight years I've been doing this practice, that is just one small story of my journey of changing my karma.
0: And my mind keeps going back to, it all started you and Kyle at the disco. Yep. <laughs> and then moving forward from there. Correct. A place where you wouldn't think such a big change would happen, but it did. And this happens, most of the time, this is how it happens, I think, kind of in a mystical way. Randomly? Yes. Unexpected. Where you meet someone, and the course of your life
1: changes from there. Absolutely. Kind of like how I met you.
0: Yes. Oh, so, <laughs> How Deborah and I met is very
1: mystical. Yes. And I'm going to let Deborah tell the story. Because I love the story. Thank you for letting me tell it. Yes. Random and Mystic is kind of like my middle name. And so I own a store with my partners called La Shop Two, a little plug. Case <laughs>
0: <King It's>, Harbor. <laughs> and it's a beautiful, beautiful. I'm, I'm not just saying it. This is a beautiful shop. Please, Thank you, you got
1: to go look it up. It's, it's wonderful. And actually, this store all came about also through chanting. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so I um, have a store. We specialize in iconic 20th century, mid-century modern furniture, art, home decor, lighting, that kind of stuff. One day, I got a phone call from Maria, who I'd never met, didn't even hear about nothing, about a listing of ours we had. Most of our items are photographed and put online on different online platforms. This happened to be on, on eBay. And she saw a vase... Online and want to know if it was still there, and I said, "Yes, it is." She said, okay, I happen to live locally. I'm going to come by and take a look at it. Sure, come on by. Happens all the time. But she came by, and we met, and she starts bringing out these old black and white nineteen late sixties seventies photographs. Nineteen fifty-seven was the first one. Thank you. And in these pictures, randomly somewhere in the picture was this vase. It could be on top of a piano, uh, on top of a coffee table, this picture of Maria as a little girl in this picture, and there somewhere in the picture is this vase. And she told me a story about how her mother, had, I think, got it for a uh, wedding wedding present. Yes, wedding gift, right. And she always loved this really cool, unusual vase. A very, very unusual numbered
0: vase. It's a limited numbered vase. Correct, from Italy. From Italy.
1: Thank yes. you. Italian. And so she's always been looking for this face because what happened was, after Maria, Maria's mother passed on, her father remarried, and I believe what happened was the new wife had possibly given it away or gotten rid of it or something like that. Maybe you know that better. They didn't actually get,
0: like, married, married. But it was, (laughs) it it went somewhere.
1: Okay. So the vase went somewhere. Yes. It was gone. It was gone. And you were kind of heartbroken because you loved that vase. You always Mm -hmm. wanted to have it, right? And so after a long time of searching and praying or whatever it was, you know, All of a sudden, this vase appears on this eBay site. It happened to be in a store locally to you, right? She comes to the store. I hear a story. I was so moved by it that, yes, she uh, purchased the vase at a reduced price. (laughs) Anyways, I randomly said to her, "Um, what do you do for a living? What's your business? And brings out a card and tells me I'm a psychic medium. Now, you got to know who I am in the best. So this dear friend Kyle I mentioned has been saying to me for the last years, every six months, hey Debra, let's you and I go get a reading by a psychic. And I'd be like, Kyle, that's your thing. It's just not my thing. I don't really buy into it. It's not something like I'm really drawn to, whatever. And so she'll bother me every six months. And I'll be like, Kyle, just not my thing. So anyways, she brings out this card and I read it. And for some reason, something was really like, Drawing me to you and drawing to me what, what your, your gifts and talents were. And I said, Hey, do you do like readings at someone's house? And she's like, Yeah. I said, I would love for you to come over to my house one day and meet myself and my friend Kyle. And I said, How about if I put together a couple of other people and we'll have like a, a little girls' party at my house and we'll do a bunch of readings? And she said, I would love to. So I went home and I told Kyle she was all about it. Called some of my friends. They were all about it, and and next thing you know, we had like um, an appointment for like next week with like five girls. Mm -hmm. Came to the house for an amazing healing spiritual day of enlightenment. It was truly fantastic. It was actually during my personal reading where part of my struggle was my father who had passed on about a year and a half previously. And a little background is he's legally my father but he's really my stepfather who adopted me. My biological father, Bob, gave me up for adoption when my mother remarried this man, Barney. And so during the reading, you had said to me, your father wants to apologize for the past. And that was an important message for me to hear because I was, they were able to actually see him or say goodbye to him before he died. And we had a very tumultuous relationship. And there were a lot of things that he did and I did that were negative causes. So through Gignoma Maria and how Buddhism works, we are asked to chant for those who have passed on so they can pass on and come back reborn in their enlightened state. And so I had been chanting for him, but after meeting with you and having that reading, I decided to ask him for help. And I said, Bernie, This is your opportunity and my opportunity to, number one, heal our relationship even after he passed on and also for you to help us in healing our family karma. We have a family karma. And so it was my job to really focus on doing that and it was his opportunity to change his karma on the other side and help in his healing journey. And so in my limited Imagination. I really thought he was going to help me heal with my sisters and brother who were um, his kids with my mom and my mom. And yes, he did. Because my family up until then had been very fragmented, very dysfunctional, and there was no family harmony and no family unity. And I'll never forget, I heard a message from a Buddhist leader say, named Linda Johnson, an amazing woman, and she said, Don't say you're chanting for world peace when there's no peace in your family. Because, really, it starts with the family. You know, I can be all spiritual and want to help the whole world, but where's your family foundation? That's our foundation, right? That's right, and that's so true. Yeah. It's very true. So, with that message, I really went about chanting and making clauses to really help bring my family together. And I know for sure Barney was very instrumental in doing that, too. And so now... I have a wonderful relationship with my sister, my brother, my mother. We've really come together as a family. There is still one sister out there who um, has not joined the fold, but I am determined this is the year we'll find that bridge together. So now fast forward to uh, this past New Year's Eve. And so I had made a vow, New Year's Eve, you know how we do that, right? And one of my vows was, I was going to reach out to my biological father, Bob, and I'll start that healing journey as well, too. But I was afraid. I was afraid of rejection, feeling abandoned all over again by him, and so I had a really chance to have the courage and the strength to move forward in this, in this area of my life.
0: When's the last time you had talked to
1: him? Probably close to 15, 18, maybe even 20 years ago. It's been that okay, long. Okay, so it had been a long oh, time. Oh, a very long time. And he lived in D.C. And also, too, the daughter he saw at that time, I'm his only child. He's never had any other children. Was a kind of messed up girl. There was a stint with drugs and bad men and, you know, bad lifestyle, shall we say. So he knew that Deborah. The dark Deborah. <laughs> Right, And that's part of my fear too, he's gonna base me reaching out to him on the person he knew then, and maybe the door would be closed. So I really chanted for an opportunity to have the courage and strength, and also for my Buddha nature to reach his. You know, for my highest good to reach his in that phone call. That was my vow to do that. And I gotta tell you, I took no action. I let the fear become bigger than my Buddha nature. So now, it's now this next New year, past New Year's Eve, and I'm writing down my vows again, and I thought, I am not going to write down the same vow I wrote down last year for this year. I thought, this is my chance now. I've got two days now to fulfill my vow from last year. So I really chanted for the strength, and I asked Barney to help me, and I called him. And we had the most amazing conversation you could ever imagine. That's what I find happens, too. When I chant for my Buddha nature to reach somebody else's, the conversation we have goes to a whole nother level. It's not what we expect here on this level. So we talked, we had a great conversation, and I realized that Barney was also instrumental in helping heal this family karma. It was his opportunity to also heal the causes he had made to cause disunity with me and, and Bob too. He had a part in that also. So I was allowing him in this moment To heal his karma, our family karma, and our relationship as well, too. And the amazing thing is, from this one phone call that I made back in December, today is June 24th? I think so. Yes, it is. So July 3rd, my father, Bob, is coming here from Washington, D.C. to visit his daughter for the very first time.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I'm
0: going to clap for that one. That's <laughs> Me amazing. <too>. After 20 <laughs> years. Yes. That's amazing and I know he had a part on the other side in helping you Helping you step out of the fear. Yes. To make the phone call, it's almost like he was pushing you and it felt and like a push. holding the phone up, going,
1: "It's time. Yeah. It's time. Just call. Yeah. Just do it. Just call." You called it exactly, exactly, because almost I'm, I'm going, "I have to make this phone call like, right now, like yeah. now." It was just almost like, this, like I couldn't breathe unless I made this phone call, and I did it, and I, I felt confident. You know what I mean, I felt confident he in He was phone right call. there with you. Yeah. Right there. Like, right there going, I'm right here. Yes. I'm right here. Make the call. I'm right here. Yeah. No, really, because, and it really, I really feel that whole me connecting with him started to happen when I had that reading, because I had never thought about really reaching out to him. Prior to that, yes, I'd been chanting for him training for his happiness, for him to be able to, to cross over to his next life. But I never thought about actually talking to him and reaching out to him and saying, you can be a dad now and you can really help in this, you know? Your daughter needs your help. And so, it allowed him to be a dad to me and allowed me to really let him be part of this. For his healing as well, too, and mine.
0: It's amazing how divine intervention happens when certain people come into our lives and doors open. And for you, all starting at the disco, right? These big doors open and someone comes in to buy the vase and doors open. And I know for on my end, also from buying that vase Mm. and having you in my life and chanting big doors open yes. things change and things change the way they're supposed to so other things can open
1: yes i respect everyone's spiritual journey and there are a lot of amazing journeys out there but if i may maria since knowing you and having the pleasure of you in my life as a friend and also someone i can practice with as well too i have seen huge changes in you you know you have let go of certain things or no longer serving your highest good And you've started doing things that help service others. You know, this book, this podcast, to me, has shown me how much you've changed karma. You know, these are brave steps you took. You know, people talk about a lot of these things, but you put them into action, you know. And so you're an example to me, and I'm also very proud of you, and you've helped me. So much in my journey in this short time of this lifetime knowing you. But it's been many <laughs> lifetimes I've known you it's for been sure. Many. When I met you, I felt a very strong connection to you. You know, like this is not our first rodeo together. Oh,
0: I'm sure of it. And thank you. That means a lot. Thanks.
1: Truly, truly. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes.
0: You know, through the podcast, they make me happy because I feel like that they're with the people that I bring on. I'm so happy to bring them on to, hey, let's learn something new. And it all comes back to how our loved ones, our family, they're all helping us over there and they're giving us that energy to do what we need to do to get to the next level and to start a podcast or write a book, get our father in town, call our father to get him in town. Yes. yes. I mean,
1: all these great things. Yes. I believe, like, for me personally, they are there waiting to help us, move us, encourage us, be our biggest cheerleader, becoming our highest good, becoming happy. Because yes. when we're happy, right, we can then help others become happy. And that's our noble mission in life, right? Yes. So our saying in Buddhism is this we practice for ourselves and for others. And so they too want to be part of that. You know, maybe when they were alive, they couldn't, but now where they're at now, they can. And so it's really um, our mission to allow them to come in, to listen, to be open to that, and know they play a part in it as well, too.
0: I believe that 500%. Awesome. Yes. Great. Great. Deborah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers.